Hey guys, my name is Sagan and I'm an addict. I'm Mark, I'm an addict. And welcome to Recovery on the Real. Mark, how you feeling today? I don't know. I want to like, I don't know, this job thing panned out so I've been like dying to like, I need a coat and I need boots and I need this and I need that and I need this and I need that. Well, it's really awesome though is that I actually have the means to come up with those things and like, this all happened right on time, and right. I couldn't have made, like, I don't know how the fuck it worked out that way, but it did. And, uh, you know, it's just wild because, like, kind of back to where I was talking last time is being out there in Arizona. And I was like, how, you know, what does is, what is coming home look like? And back, as long as I can remember, getting out of a commitment looked like a fire, like it's burning fucking run right. <laughs> that's like what well, i was just telling someone yesterday asking them about some relationship thing and i said well if you want to know what i would have done set it on fire and run yeah <laughs> so anyways yeah i was like going through that and then um i thought you know let's do the steps okay let's make a resume and i knew some jobs that i had heard about when i was here before i left and including the one i left which i wish i could have just not done that but hey Live and you learn. You live so anyway, and you learn, yep. Yeah, I, I went and just, you know, started taking the steps and, you know, slowly but surely it panned out and I got here and did rock the interview. It was awesome. Really good people. A great organization. Do a lot for the community here in Tulsa. And I think that part of my calling is uh, to help here. Yeah. I kind of felt that there. And, you know, another thing that struck me is I was like, I got to see my daughter on Christmas. Right. Yeah present i didn't expect go to father-in-law's house like you know i wasn't ever really like a thief like that and i don't think that's why they barred me from being around just because of my choices obviously the using yeah and you don't know what to expect if you're not someone that does meth you're probably kind of can be an, an intimidating to be around someone that is like you don't know what they're you know <laughs> what you see on tv and all this right. other crap so anyways blah 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 yeah i was there and uh, that was an awesome experience man and uh you know it just Reminded me when I was back and I was buying her Christmas gift, which I just got her like a $50 card for her Nintendo Switch. And she's a gamer like me. I just love it. So, you know, when I was there buying that and like, you know, looking at the other stuff and thinking about the holidays, I'm like, why am I here? Why did I do this? And I, luckily I have a sponsor that doesn't mind telling me, hey, you did it because that instant gratification, instant results. And it was bold. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, but thing, it didn't hurt too much hearing that because I knew that. <laughs> right, when you hear yeah. the truth, when you hear the truth, you, you know. So it's all gravy, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is I'm just really glad to be here and glad that, uh, you know, that all worked out. I was kind of worried. And um, I don't know. Coming up on uh, 2023.1. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I don't, I don't really... I don't, I don't do the resolutions thing. I think that's just, like, something for me to fall short of. Oh, my mom's already been like, oh, come January 1st, all the sweets are going out. <laughs> How about I make a resolution that I'll make at least one payment on, towards a one credit card <laughs> until <laughs> 2023? <laughs> or you could stop picking your nose while driving. <laughs> do you pick your nose while driving? Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I never did it, but... <laughs> It's We've like all it, been there. It wouldn't be the third time. <laughs> it wouldn't be the 
third time. You're stupid. So yeah, uh, the thing is, is like, I don't, resolutions are great, but I mean, it's just like it's one of them dumbass things. I feel like like they sell Christmas to you. Like you have to right. buy presents to, or you don't love someone, or you don't care about them. Like, like Valentine's Day. A total, yeah, total consumer. And I'm not trying to knock. Everybody says you got the people out there that are like the reason for this and that and that. And I'm not locked in any one set of beliefs, so that's just fine. It doesn't apply to me, whatever. Right. But I mean, you can't. That, that has nothing to do with the consumer driven madness of fucking go shop and be like in your head like i know that that one day when you want to go we want to go shopping get your dad that one gift yeah i for some reason like i told you i envisioned this like going through the trenches and it was such a great day it was so awesome that was a lot of fun i just thought it was going to be like really hard though because i put shopping to that i mean i don't really shop that's the thing. It's like, if I didn't get you something and you felt like I should have, man, my bad. But I do love you. <laughs> and my, you know, like in the words of the great, you know, yay. Oh, God. Well, he says it's in a song. My presence is a present. I'm just playing. I, don't, I know I'm not that important. Leave it to him to say some stupid shit like it's that. It's in a though. song, though. I know. And I don't really, I'm not, and then disclaimer, I'm not a fan of his. I mean, I do like, it's like hit and miss song here and there. I mean, I don't know. I like a lot of weird shit that we could start talking about. <laughs> uh, never mind. I told Sagan I wouldn't do it. So it's just not. So anyways, uh, hopefully we'll have interesting people to talk to coming up and not me. You know? Um, I'm just kidding. I, I just... We've got a few know. people lined up, though. Yeah, so, you know, uh, last couple days was... Uh, it's a lot of good stuff I've been hearing in our meetings lately, man. I mean, just really, yeah. like, really liking it. Really liking the honesty. People, it, 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 it always helps me to when I hear that. And, you know, great. Uh, any kind of support group, man. Anywhere that you can get with someone that's like-minded and hear those things is yeah. It's very helpful. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot. I'm trying to think of more. No, it's fine. You know, going back to the meeting today, we shared about... Um, you know, the steps and specifically we we're talking about like the fourth step, which I just finished that one. And I talked to, about it a little bit on the last episode, but what I shared today, and I'll just kind of share it with you guys a little bit is that it really takes a lot of courage to start the steps. And it really takes a lot of courage to go through step four there's a lot of shit in the past that you don't want to dredge up, that you don't want to think about anymore. But when you get really just down and dirty and raw, and that sounds bad, but when you get down and dirty and Not raw and honest with I mean, yourself, it sounds good to me. <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> so yeah. No, it feels like you know, like I I shared. I'm able to look my past in the eyes now and understand that yes that happened but that doesn't define who I am as a person today and that I don't have to be better than anybody else I just need to be better than who I used to be and I feel like working the program that I'm working and going through the steps and having a sponsor and surrounding myself with the people that have the things that I want that's what's going to get me there because you know my grandma uh, used to say, show me who you walk with and I'll show you who you are, you know? And when, especially when you're in active addiction, I'm not saying that 
these people were intentionally pieces of shit, but nine times out of ten, when you're in active addiction, you're a piece of shit, you know, and I was a piece of shit, so I'm, I'm not excluding myself from that, but you become like those that are around you. So the longer you hang out with those people, the longer you spend time with those people, that's, you know, those are the habits and the behaviors that you're going to pick up. Yeah, but I mean, it comes down to the choice, so like for each individual person. Of course. So to say that someone's a piece of shit, it's pretty accurate. I mean, and being that, and like running with it, I mean, I don't know. I think that, I think that there's a lot of like uh, talk of like, um, like making the steps ominous and, and that's for every single one of them and I think it just comes down to being afraid to like put in any kind of real work in anything like to, like to just that you could do that with anything though like I put in like I make it can build something up like it's going to be a really bad experience and what do you know it is yeah. if I make it that way and I mean you know a lot of people will tell me like I've gotten I've gotten a lot of praise for things that I've that I don't feel like I deserve praise for. And I'm not saying it in like an ungracious or ungrateful way, but it's just like, I don't feel like that by doing the work on myself. I mean, like a lot of people have praised me for my uh, work in recovery. And I just think that it's like, you know, it's all just contingent on what I'm willing to put in today. And like the effort I'm really willing to make. And, that, and a lot of that came from just doing it. Yeah. And like, like, I don't know. I just have a weird way of like, irrational fear of like think being afraid of things i don't need to be afraid of and then things that may that seem daunting to a, a, a wide mass of like you know a certain group of people yeah i mean i just don't i just i wasn't afraid of it i just thought i looked at it as a as a form of healing and i knew that um you know in a in the program of a 12-step fellowship that that's is the program said steps and i mean you know i'm very uh grateful for finding that and i think that you know anyone any kind of like inventorying or or working on yourself or looking at where your part is and everything it helps you to be one with the world and humanity and to have humility and that's just like knowing that you know i'm no better no no better or no worse than anyone else i'm just trying to do this thing right and that's the thing you know you always hear people say your recovery you have to be just as selfish in your recovery as you were in your addiction yeah you know i i honestly believe that and it's our job to help the next addict to help themselves i don't think it just gets mixed up because it's not selfish to do something for yourself it's not but it's like it's just that i think that's speaking in more colloquial terms for someone that's coming out of an out of addiction because anytime I don't know. There's such a weird. It's like a subverse of like what everything actually means. Like just in that way. It's been so long. It's just crazy because like I'm struggling to remember feeling that way, which is a, which is really cool. That's a really good thing. It's weird that you get like a point. Like I just like I just want to tell everybody so much all the time. It's just like you know when you get to a point after you climb this first little vertical incline a little little vertical one you know once you climb that it's like it's so it's so easy to maintain and like there's only these little like you know moments of like pain and then all of a sudden you realize that if i just don't pick up any drugs or alcohol or substances that i'm going to be fine and yeah. i mean it's something that i've learned like 
did I think that I could just like turn around and after driving this and doing that, like I thought that I, you know, it, I really felt like I wasn't shit there. And like, it's cause I disconnected from what was spiritually feeding me. Right. And I just, uh, just glad that I was able to do so because I just like, like I said, it comes down to like, am I going to pick up behind this? And the answer was obviously no. And I didn't want to come back here like that. I, I, I didn't knew that wasn't the, the way out. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just like one of the biggest examples, the most vivid examples for me is what I, what just, what I just did. And uh, it's cool because, like, I don't, I can, yeah, it's great. Stay clean for a while. Stay in recovery for a while. Work some steps. Reach out. Be part of, you know, and you don't have to be a guru of it. Just right. try. Just yeah. try. So, shit, I'm trying to figure out what I was going to say. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, and through doing that, it's become, like, easier to see those, the exits. And it's easier to leave things with grace and just to know that it's going to be all right. I mean, but it's taken time. That's the biggest thing because we're so used to that instant gratification. You know, even now, if I'm not feeling 100%, I'm feeling a little sluggish, or even if I've I've gotten sick, you know, a cold or whatever, it... it COVID. <laughs> it harkens back to withdrawal symptoms for me, right? Man, and I'm so, just like, and, and, and luckily I didn't experience... Like, I mean, don't get... I mean, I was strung out on the fucking h2 but i and like that and i just never i didn't man i was so afraid of that yeah but i never i didn't experience it as much as as others right so i can't i it, luckily that doesn't happen right well i mean it's 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 really really super triggering you know because i'm feeling sluggish i'm not feeling 100 percent. and before when i was in active addiction i knew what would fix that instantly you know i knew that what would what would put me back to 100 percent um, within a few seconds. And so now knowing that I can't just fix it and I just have to go through it, that was a, that was a really difficult thing for me to understand for a while. And, but you're right, you know, the longer you stay clean, the easier it gets and you start to forget certain things and things don't trigger you like they used to. You know, when I first got back, I couldn't look at spoons. I couldn't look at foil uh straws like all those little things it just took me right back to it and now you know I just got nine months uh clean and I'm looking back like I can make a casserole I can I can make I can bake a cake you know what I mean and I don't have any issues at all and I mean it, it was to a point where it's like the, even the big ass wooden spoons <laughs> especially those <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like using that to work <laughs> like an ice cream scoop. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once I was like hanging out, like we we're tra- I was like trading a fucking window unit in December for some for some dope. And, uh, <laughs> it's funny because like my the my connection is like this, she's cool as fuck. For that kind of person, they were cool as fuck. Right, right. Any hoodie, any hoodie. She said. uh Go get me whatever you want me to put this in. It's like, you know, the only thing. I mean, my house is a fucking cut. I don't even know why there was any of this the ice cream scoop was there. But I put that on the yeah. counter and she said, I'm not filling that fucking thing up. <laughs> and I started laughing. I'm like, you know, it's just like, it's like, well, give me something to put this in. You bring like a fucking five gallon bucket. Right. There we go. 
Or if you like me, you just hold your hand out. What's weird is that like, <laughs> even, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was never so like greedy. I thought like it didn't occur to me that that's what someone would do. Right. Just like, what the fuck? It's like bringing a waiting pool in. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what, just reminded me of that. We we're talking about the spoons and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. It is but, crazy. Yeah, I don't, I just, man, I'm just like really glad to be where i'm at today and like it's it's cool it's like not like i'm, I'm my mind's searching for what's wrong though just now yeah. it's like well, yeah, what what there's something there's something you don't like something you don't want to, to happen right well i think you know when i first got clean i always had this sense of uneasiness like i was just uneasy and it was like um i don't even know how to explain it it was just this feeling inside where I was like shaking almost and it was just it was just I just I don't know how else to explain it except that it was uneasy but the longer that I've been clean the longer that I've been medicated for my mental illness the better things are getting you know and I I tried to get all that straightened out because I tried to get off of my antidepressants and because you know I just wanted to I just wanted to know like was that like was that really me or was that you know, drug-induced, and it turns out that that's just who I am, which I kind of had a feeling about that. I've always known since I was a kid that something just wasn't quite right. There was a young woman by the name of Masa Amini that was taken into custody by what they call the morality police for not wearing her hijab properly um, and covering her hair properly, and she actually died in police custody. That set off a chain reaction for probably the longest protest that's been going on in Iran, there's people in the streets. Women are burning their hijabs. Um, Which is the what's the hijab? The hijab is the head covering. It's a scarf that just wraps around your head. And women are cutting their hair. They've sent in their, you know, the government has sent in. So that's but that's not like allowed the hair cutting and. Like no, that. no, no. The haircutting is not a big deal. And that's according to what? Like, why isn't it allowed? So, they have to cover their hair. But that's... I know. I'm getting ready to explain. So, they have women have to cover their hair because their hair is seen as um, sacred. It's seen as beautiful. It's seen as very intimate. It's seen as something only your husband and the your blood relatives that are men can, can look at. And so... The women in protest are chopping their hair off, you know, as a fuck you, basically. Yeah. So, the government has sent in their armies, and they're mowing people down in the streets. They're hanging people left and right, even children as young as eight and nine years old. They're putting people in bags. And throwing them into the ocean alive. Um, you know, it's just... And all these people want is freedom. They just want to be able to to have a, a voice and to know that there, there's not, there shouldn't be any oppression. Um, especially the women. Which the movement is called Zen Zendegi Azadi. Which means woman life freedom. Okay, so. <laughs> that's that's what it is. So I just wanted to bring some awareness to that. You know, it's it's really important for us to give a voice to the voiceless, just like how we're recovering out loud now for the people that that are still suffering in silence. 
You know, these people are cut off from the world. They've shut down the internet. Um, people are not, are not able to communicate with the outside world. And even people with dual citizenship, you know, they're being, they're being kept from leaving the country. They're grounding planes. Um, they're interrogating people. Anybody that speaks out against the government, you know, they have entire prisons full of just political prisoners, teachers, doctors, kids, artists, you know, singers, musicians. Like, it doesn't matter. If they have said something against the government, they are taken there. And in one of those prisons, they had set it on fire with everybody alive still in it. This is an absolutely brutal, brutal regime that they have right now. And it's very important for us to acknowledge them to, because I mean, what can you really do from here? You know, what can be done? But they need to know that they're being seen. They need to know that people care. Because at this point, the government is just trying to slap a piece of tape over their mouth and make it to where they can't show people what's going on you know, inside that country. And I say all this to say this, this is not an Islam bashing episode. Um, half my family is Muslim and it has nothing to do with Islam itself. It all has something to do with control. Okay. And in every religion, there's going to be extremists In every religion, there's going to be people that just take it too far for their own personal gain. And as of right now, these people the mullahs, the people that are quote-unquote running the country, uh, I say quote-unquote, the people that are running the country, you know, they're lining the pockets and keeping their foot on the neck of all these people underneath them, basically. And in Iran, the, what do you call it, the caste system, there really is no middle class. You either have money or you're dirt broke poor. Okay, so there really is no middle class, and people are starving. You know, businesses are closing down, and people are afraid to leave their houses, and they don't, they don't have money. They don't have money to survive, and if they do, they're afraid to leave their houses for fear of getting shot. You know, you're seeing these videos of the soldiers dragging people through the streets by their hair, you know, by their legs, or it's just really brutal, guys. Um, I just wanted to bring a little bit of awareness to that, and if you've got any questions about it or need some clarity on anything, you can always reach out to me, and I will, you know, I'll shed some light on that situation, but it's definitely something that we need to keep at the forefront of our minds right now. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's, it's crazy, because, like, you know, you just can't imagine it being that way, because the lifestyle that a lot of us that are from America... From the U.S. that we're used to, where you're pretty much safe, your rights are safe. Yeah, that's that's, that's something else. Um, oh, they're also giving their soldiers methamphetamine. Yeah, that's something that's gone on for like I know. eons. I know, but I'm just saying that that's happening too. So they don't get tired, they don't feel pain, you know, and they're aggressive. Yeah. So that's just something I wanted to shed some light on. Um, something that's important to me, important to my family. It's on the news every night that we watch. And I just wanted to let everybody know kind of what was going on. 
yeah, I just uh, remember yeah, something, of course, they don't talk about here because it's like, in my own opinion, I could really go down the rabbit hole with that, of why. But, like, I don't know, because I don't, don't really watch a lot of, like, news media that's from here for certain reasons, but that's personal shit. I just, uh, it's crazy. I, I just can't even imagine. Like I said, I'm kind of speechless with it. Yeah. Because I really like trying to like imagine that. It's like hard to wrap your head around. I mean, you've got them taking young men into custody and telling their mom that they're going to be released, they're going to be fine. And then the next day, they tell her, we've hung him. We've yeah. executed him. Wow. And it's, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, it just makes you realize uh, how well we have it. And a lot of, I feel like a lot of times, you know, we take that for granted. Well, yeah, but it's just, you're, that's human nature. Exactly. And it's just, it's a really bad situation. It's a really bad situation. And being part of that community, going to California, and being a part of something that's bigger than yourself, you know, it's like being in the fellowship. Being surrounded by people that have the same goal in mind. Well, that's how, that's how things happen. Yeah. Is by making creating a movement and getting attention to it, and like you know, if, if no one ever said anything, then it just happens, and everyone that that is lost to it is goes by the wayside. It's uh, in vain, you know. Yeah. I know, like, there's a lot of like we did like part of protests with stuff here in the state, obviously here in Oklahoma, but like here in the states that we're regarding with the the group anonymous, like a, a, mm-hmm. like about. Like, uh, with DHS and our own kind of stuff that goes on, which, uh, you know, it's just, like I said, a lot of people don't realize is how important it is to speak out and be heard, be part of it. And I'm all about it. I don't know, it's like, I kind of, like I said, it just leaves me a little speechless, really. I don't really know what to say. Yeah, and that's the thing. We just, we're just trying to bring awareness, you know, to this movement. And they're killing men, women, and children. It doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter how young they are. They're just trying to keep everybody in line. They're trying to keep everybody, you know, under their control. And that's... Nobody should have to live in fear because of what they're wearing. Or if they don't believe a certain way. Yeah. So, I don't know, guys. Just kind of keep that in mind. Um... You know, even sharing something on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter um, just to kind of help bring awareness because it's getting harder and harder for information to come out of that country. So, yeah, that's basically it. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to have probably at least two interviews set up for when I go to California. Uh, One of them is going to be with my, hopefully, with my previous sponsor um, that I had while I was up there. Uh, she's she's really great. She's really awesome. And I'm hoping to get with uh, somebody that I met here at one of the meetings that's going back to California. So hopefully he told me to hit him up when I got there, so I'll probably do that. But, yeah. Do you want to wrap it up? Uh, when are you going there? January. When is January? Next month. Like... The 4th through the 11th? The 12-month calendar, you mean? I'm just kidding. The 4th through the 11th? And that's January? Yeah. 
Oh, real suspicious. Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I think that, that pretty much uh, sums it up. <laughs> we kind of went a little, a little... No, that's the way it needs to be. That's the way I like it. Yeah. Because that's pretty much like how I think. But if you just like did that with like 400 more subjects, it's pretty much my regular thought process. Yeah. I just same. pick the base obsession in the morning and go from there. <laughs> that's why it's like, you know, I like doing these a little earlier in the day. You know what I'm saying? Because like, and they're using all my good stuff. I already know. I mean, sometimes we'll, we'll be having a conversation, and I'm like, God, this would sound so good on the fucking video episode. everything. I know. wear GoPro <laughs> everywhere. I don't know. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I'm going to, of course, post some links in the show notes for show any... Show notes. Yeah, in the show notes. Show notes. And that's for our harm reduction services here in Oklahoma. And also the suicide hotline. So just remember, guys, we love you. We thank you for all the support that you're giving us and showing us. And we will have more for you soon. Oh, and don't forget the wonderful Doug S. For his graciousness and letting us come into his home. Absolutely. Unsupervised. Unsupervised. Totally unsupervised. Just the dog. <laughs> you know? It's pretty cool. Pretty legit. No, good, great guy, awesome dude. Just glad that glad that glad to know him. Glad to be known by him. Absolutely. Um, stay tuned for more stuffs. <laughs> we love you guys. Love you, and just remember, you never have to use again, no matter what. <laughs>